What's going on here? Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are powerful. Is it's in my hand? Fan effect. Yeah, we've reached the weekend. It's time to talk about those movies and shows, streaming, all of that stuff. What's in the theaters, too? Andy Farnsworth, host of KSL News Radio's The Movie Show, every Friday from 9 to noon. You were just doing the movie show. <laughs> we're glad you're here with Had us. Had to drive past a crash on I'm the freeway. I'm telling you, traffic to get here was involved. Time. Movies are involved. Now, movies for us. We, we require you to give us your opinions. That's what we love. Well, you know, I watch a lot of stuff, so you don't have to watch everything That's yourself. That's right. And this week's big movie is Expend Four Bulls, or Expendables 4. I'm not sure which one the studio wants us to say. It's been nine years since the last Expend Expendables movie that featured Sylvester Stallone and a group of former 80s and 90s action stars teaming up to save the world. This time, it's expected to be Stallone's last appearance in the series. And from here on out, if there are more, Jason Statham will take the lead. It also means it's a new and younger group of Expendables who include 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson, Megan Fox, Randy Couture, and Andy Garcia among them. This time, the Expendables are assigned to stop a terrorist organization from smuggling nuclear warheads that is intended to start a war between U.S. and Russia. I'm told Stallone has a limited role in the movie, so I don't know if that makes you want to see it more or less. They did not screen the movie for critics, so I can't tell you if it's any good or not. Expend Four Bulls is rated R, a point the filmmakers wanted to emphasize after people complained that Expendables 3 was only rated PG-13 and Expendables 4 is playing only in theaters. Our next movie is decidedly more appropriate for younger viewers. Spy Kids Armageddon sees original Spy Kids director Robert Rodriguez back at the helm of the franchise that he started over 20 years ago. So those original kids aren't kids no more. But in this new version, the spy parents, Nora and Terrence, are played by Gina Rodriguez and Zachary Levi. And the kids, Tony and Patty, are played by newcomers Connor Esterson and Everly Carganilla. Tony and Patty don't know that their parents are spies, but they find out quick when they download a new game called High Score without their parents' knowledge, and the game's evil creator uses it to hack the home security system and steal some spyware, <laughs> get it, <laughs> that has the ability to crack any electronic code, you know, because it's spy kids, Dan? Got it. Crickets. The parents get captured, and so, of course, it's up to the kids to learn to the spy game and save the day. But how they differ on how to do it, with Patty thinking they should be honest and nice, and Tony believing they have to lie and use any method possible to win. You know, like you'd think a spy should act. I'll say this for Robert Rodriguez, who also co-wrote the movie along with directing it. He definitely knows what kids will like to see. Parents will roll their eyes and probably be a little bored if you watch this with the kids. But the kids will eat it up. And for what it's worth, it has a good message. Zachary Levi and Gina Rodriguez also seem like they're having fun, even if the special effects aren't up to normal Hollywood movie quality, probably because it's for streaming. Spy Kids Armageddon, rated PG, and only on Netflix. Fans of the John Wick movie series will likely be interested in this next item. Streaming on Peacock is the new series, The Continental, from the world of John Wick. If you've seen the Keanu Reeves action movies, then you know that The Continental is the hotel in the middle of New York where all people of a certain profession, a.k.a. professional assassins, can go and wait for jobs or use it as a sanctuary if they're on the run because of one of the most important rules of The Continental is that you can do no business, a.k.a. hit jobs, there. In the movie series, it's run by Winston Scott, played by Ian McShane, and this new series is set in the 1970s, and it tells the story of Winston's past and how he came to own the Hitman Hotel, as I like to call it. So if you were looking for a story about John Wick himself, you're out of luck, unfortunately. 
In the 1970s, the Continental is owned by a criminal kingpin named Cormac, who's played by Mel Gibson. Winston's brother has stolen something from Cormac, who, in an effort to get it back, has forced Winston to track his brother down. There are only three episodes of the Continental, but each one is feature movie length, anywhere from an hour and 20 to an hour and 40 minutes, so you shouldn't feel cheated. Whereas, uh, it visually, it looks pretty great. They went to great efforts to make the sets look like the 1970s with trash in the streets and everything. It also is just as bloody and violent as the John Wick movie, so no surprise the series is rated for mature audiences only. New episode of The Continental will premiere on Peacock each Friday for the next two weeks. The other big movie release into theaters today was actually supposed to come out in a couple of weeks, but the studios moved up the release date for us here in Utah just a couple of days ago. Dumb Money is based on the true story that you may remember hearing a couple of years ago about uh, when a bunch of regular folk took part in an organized effort to buy stock in the company GameStop. And its effects rippled from Wall Street all the way to Congress. Paul Dano plays Keith Gill, a working guy from Massachusetts who back in the late 2020, uh, he video blogged to his followers about how he thought GameStop, you know, the company that sells video games, was undervalued and he felt so confident that he put all of his own savings into the stock when other regular people people who the rich wall street firms call dumb money because they usually lose their investments all these people also bought stock in the uh, based on his advice and started seeing their money skyrocket well those same investment firms that uh, made fun of them began to lose billions because they had bet their money that gamestop stock would go down instead of up so it's the little guy versus the rich guy this had some very fascinating and informative moments on how people use the stock market to make money, as well as the seemingly unfair advantages that some, aka big money, has in the process. The cast is pretty big with uh, lots of recognizable faces. It's not so much a comedy as it is a drama with some comic relief. It is also rated R for an enormous amount of adult language. Dumb money is playing only in theaters. For our honorable mention list, new stuff out now that we don't have time for more detail. We'll start off with, uh, on Hulu, the new movie No One Will Save You, starring Caitlin Deaver. She plays a girl who lives by herself and is an outcast from the people in her town. One night, aliens show up and try to kidnap her, so she fights back. The unique thing about this movie is that in 90 minutes of movie, there's like only two lines of dialogue spoken by the main character or anyone else. Having nobody speak definitely helps ratchet up the intensity, and Deaver does a good job of acting without talking, but the movie is so weird that I actually had to rewatch a bunch of scenes because I couldn't figure out what was going on. Oh, and the ending made no sense either, by the way. None. No one will save you. It's also maybe gonna be no one will watch you. Rated PG-13. On Netflix, there's a very interesting documentary called The Saint of Second Chances about a guy named Mike Veck, son of a well-known former Major League Baseball owner, Bill Veck, Mike was the guy who came up with the idea for maybe the most infamous game promotion in sports history when back in 1979 the Chicago White Sox held a disco demolition night and blew up thousands of disco music records right before the fans rioted on the field. But this movie is about Mike's entire life and his relationship to his famous father, his relationship to baseball, and to his own children. It was entertaining and even emotional. I actually recommend The Saint of Second Chances and again that is on Netflix. 
On Apple TV, a new half-hour show called Still Up, which the streamer calls an almost romantic comedy, debuted today with three episodes. The show's set in London following two insomniacs and their late-night FaceTime conversations with each other. Danny and Lisa have different reasons for being up all night. Lisa's worried about her daughter's future, and Danny has anxiety so crippling that he never leaves his apartment. It's quite a bit of British humor, but the show does have some very funny moments. Honestly, it was giving me kind of a Seinfeld vibe with some of the situations the characters were in and some of their dialogue. Still Up is rated TV 14 and will drop episodes each week on Apple TV+. And finally, also on Apple TV+, is a four-part documentary series called The Supermodels. Remember Cindy Crawford, Linda Evangelista, Christy Turlington, and Naomi Campbell? If you grew up in the 80s and 90s, you probably do. This miniseries takes viewers behind the camera and behind the catwalk, revealing how they dominated the elite modeling world while forming a bond with each other that single-handedly shifted the power dynamic of an entire industry. Heads up, though, it does carry a mature rating. Now, looking ahead to next week, remember Barbenheimer, people who saw Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day? Well, how about another combination of totally different movies coming out on the same day next week? We'll call it Saw Patrol. A mix of the horror movie Saw 10 and the animated kids' film Paw Patrol, the Mighty Movie. What do you think, Did Dan? you come up with that? I didn't, but I love it. Oh, okay. Well, hey, look. The pairing of Barbie and Oppenheimer didn't make sense either, yeah. and, and it worked well for everybody going to the movies. So which one would you see first? Would you take the kids to see Saw first or <laughs> Paw Patrol first? I would go see Paw Patrol, and I don't like scary movies, so I wouldn't see Saw. I know. I'm hoping that uh, I might have something with the kids the night that Saw yeah. screens. Okay. Well, if you want to combine them, you can do that. Andy, thank you. You're We've got your recommendations. We're ready to go. Fanex going yeah. on. I'm going to moderate a couple of panels um, tonight and tomorrow. Go check out all of our friends at Fanex, too. Dan's too busy to be part of our panel. This is true. Back after this. <laughs> hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on kslTV.com. I'll see you there.